I think it the best thing in a lot of this is where strategists come in is is you know trying to understand a bit more of what are your objectives what are some things that you are trying to do are you trying to make more awareness around the mug are you trying to get people to buy the mug are you trying to reach more people to talk to them about the mug Hi, this is Chad and welcome to Coffee Chat 2.0. In this show, I help people explain to me what they do with their jobs. I want to go beyond the job descriptions and I want to know what their actual day-to-day is like. What are the challenges that they face? What skills are needed? And what advice do they have for us? Hopefully, they'll help us all choose the right career. Today, we're covering another episode of marketing but in the agency field. You can think of it as a position at the intersection of strategy and marketing, which is, as you'll see now, quite an interesting spot. My guest today is a digital strategist at Momentum Worldwide. Um, Hey, Samantha. Thanks a lot for being here today with me. Hi, nice to meet you. Before we start off our conversation, can you give us a brief summary of your background and how you got into this position? Sure. Yeah. So I'll start with my current title. Um, I'm a digital strategist um, and I started out actually in a completely different field. I currently work in, you know, creative advertising and I actually started out in public relations. So I went to school for communications, which is a very broad degree. (laughs) And I didn't really know what I want to get into. Um, I moved over to PR. I did a postgraduate in public relations um, and corporate communications. And then I still had no idea what I wanted to do and um, started kind of venturing into PR. Honestly, I didn't really love it. Um, I didn't really feel like very connected. And I thought that it wasn't as creative of a field as I wanted to go into. Um, So that's when I started kind of looking more into marketing. Um, and I, I kind of tried out some, you know, in, you know, in-house creative teams. I worked for Sears for a little bit in their marketing department, but I really kind of kept craving more, more of a creative environment, which is how I found advertising, um, and agency world. So I quickly moved over to, um, my first agency, which is called Zulu Alpha Kilo here in Toronto. Um, and that's kind of how I started out in, in creative advertising. And you saw a big difference between those who are in-house and the agencies? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, things are changing so much now. I think a lot of um, in-house, um, you know, or we, we call them clients, right? Because I work yeah. in an agency yeah. are kind of you know, bringing agencies in-house. So uh, for example, we're working in partnership. One of our clients right now is is the Bay, Hudson's Bay, Mm -hmm. and they have a whole in-house agency. So I think that um, compared to a couple of years ago, um, it's not as big of a difference as it used to be. But when I started out about six or seven years ago now, um, it was a big difference you would see between, you know, client side and agency side, I would say. And I, okay. I kind of drifted more towards agencies. Okay. 
And um, so now this brings me to my next question, which is what does a digital strategist do? That's a good question. And I think no one knows. My parents have no idea what I do every day. <laughs> um, all I can say, it's very much like Emily in Paris. If you watch okay, that Netflix yes, show. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can't afford any of those nice clothes for sure. <laughs> yet. It's very, <laughs> yet. Yeah. Who knows? Um, <laughs> she has a lot of designer outfits. Um, so yeah, pretty much what I would say. So a digital strategist, I, I, I kind of straddle between digital and brand. Um, now that I'm getting more experience, I'm moving a lot more into brand, but um, I've kind of kept this title of digital strategist in my area of expertise. Um, but pretty much in an agency, um, the strategists are some of the first to touch a project. So usually we'll get a brief from client, um, you know, given to our account teams, and then it's passed along to strategy. And strategy, if it's a brand-led strategy or a social-led strategy, um, would review the client brief and pretty much manipulate it, change it, update it, and create a new version of that brief to be more relevant with trends. Um, it would be more adapted to work with our creative teams, and it would include some insights that would help our creative teams formulate an idea. So we are the first kind of touch point uh, for any campaign we do. Um, and me specifically, I touch a lot of stuff if it's digitally led. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll come in and kind of recommend insights or, um, you know, assist with anything, anything. If um, the creative teams need it, if it's going to go on social media, I am the one that looks at that first. Okay, so if I understood this right, a client comes to you and they more or less have uh, an idea of what they want to do. They pass it mm -hmm. by you or the strategy team, and then you take care of the digital or the social media side. Exactly, yes. They'll say, we want to put out this new couch, for example, and we'll mm -hmm. figure out the best way to market that couch um, and which channels it should live on. So I, I also do a little bit of channel planning, I would say in my role. So if it makes the most sense based on their objectives for an influencer to publish that, that would probably fall into my realm. And we would recommend an influencer campaign based on what their objectives are and what they're, what they're trying to do. That's how we kind of decide where it should live. Also, it's based on budget a lot of the time. So if yes, they have enough course. budget for, yeah, if they don't have enough budget for a TV spot, um, a lot of the time it'll come onto my plate, you know, as the next best thing, it'll go out on digital only. And we're seeing so much more of that with COVID, right? It's just yes. switched completely to digitally led campaigns. So um, that's been really interesting as well. And of course, the amount of people that are started have started to use those uh, new channels. For sure, I know. Like we've seen such an uprise in, in um, not only like younger demographics kind of living on social, but now, especially with everyone being inside, we're seeing a lot of you know other generations that maybe hadn't been on been on social before joining mm. um, and interacting with brands a lot more. So that's super exciting. Mm, interesting. And mm. so if I, if I bring up to you a mug and I tell you, hey, Samantha, I want to make this mug go viral. I want it to be the next big thing. How would you mm -hmm. suggest me to, and let's say I have a, 
a quite high budget, what would you, what are the first steps that you take to start this process? Well, I first tell you that nothing can go viral if it's planned. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> so the, the, everyone wants everything to be viral, right? That's the goal always. <laughs> but um, I would say that I think it the best thing and a lot of this is where strategists come in is is you know trying to understand a bit more of what are your objectives and we use that term so much because they're really important some people also call them KPIs so what are some things that you are trying to do are you trying to um you know make more awareness around the mug? Are you trying to get people to buy the mug? Are you trying to reach more people to talk to them about the mug? Um, so that's kind of the first point that we always start in. Um, are you trying to get more followers to follow the mug? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that's always kind of how we start. And then the second part we look at is audience. So who are you trying to talk to? Is it really broad? Is it just teens that you think would be interested in this mug? Um, that will help us also dictate, you know, where where we're talking to those people and making sure we're talking to them on platforms that where they're where they are and where they're playing and where they're engaged. Because yeah, different people can be using different channels. Mm -hmm. And exactly. Um, and so once you develop this plan, which is you know the overall strategy. Uh, do you take care of, let's say, developing the content for a certain channel? So for me, because I used to, um, it's not me anymore. We have some channel managers that do that. Um, but where I would help out is, and I think this is where traditionally you would say a strategist kind of just spits out that initial brief and doesn't really do much afterwards. But I think now a lot of agencies have become much more integrated where the strategists are really staying close to the creative teams throughout the whole process mm -hmm. to make sure that their initial strategy and the brief from the client stays relevant throughout, throughout the whole campaign. Um, I think that a lot of, I, I work at Momentum in Toronto, and I think that we're kind of very um, intertwined with the agency. That's kind of how they'd like to, how they like to work where we do help a lot along the way. So I would also come in later on once the, the creative team has had some time to, to come up with ideas and provide feedback. Um, and then once we sell them to the client, the, the ideas to the client, I'd also help them out to execute and make sure that everything makes sense. Like, you know, even things like we're creating, um, stories that would be appealing on social media and would, you know, draw attention. They're not going to be really long and um, maybe uninteresting to someone scrolling on their phone. Uh, we want to capture attention. So, so making sure I'm, I'm helping out throughout the way that those things happen as well. Yeah. As a support as well, if they, maybe they have a question for a certain channel or they want to question the KPIs for instance, right? Yeah, exactly. Or like just reminding them too, because they're they have so many things to remember when they're creating these ads. Yeah. So and they're trying to make them look and feel good and tell a good story. So yeah, help them to remind them right of those KPIs or who we're talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then some ideas of how that could come to life. Okay. And and so you could be managing different uh projects or clients at the same time. Yes. So that is the biggest struggle I would say sometimes is, 
you know, it's hard to get time to think <laughs> a lot of the time. And yeah. I think being able to multitask is a huge, huge, um, you know, kind of thing that you should be able to do and, and um, a benefit to, to working in an agency, because yes, we, we switch up um, especially strategists. And mm-hmm. I would say a lot of creative teams as well. Um, usually you'd have account teams that are more dedicated to each client, but everyone else would probably switch between clients um, unless it's a really big client. Um, this happens a lot in telco. So for example, in telecommunications, they'll, they'll have a massive budget. So they'll get yeah. their own like dedicated team. But, um, but sometimes, yes, a lot of the time you're switching between cl- from client to client. And yeah. so do you think this whole switch in a way helps you? Because sometimes when you're just too focused on a certain task, you might lose this ability to think creatively, right? So do you think that when you have several clients, and of course it's stressful, but in a way it kind of helps you every time to step back and look at it again? Yeah, definitely. I find walking away and coming back helps um, versus working on one thing. It also is exciting. I know that sounds like a bad, bad kind of, you know, to be have to switch so often, but it's exciting to get onto a new project. If you've worked on, you know, maybe you've worked on auto for a really long time and, and you like it, but it, it gets kind of um, you know, it's tired, you know, you've worked on four or five campaigns in auto. It's really fun to be able to switch up for something else and, you know, get a bit of a refreshed perspective on marketing in general. And I think that's like the biggest pull of working in an agency too. It's, it's like really grinding, but it's so creatively led and you get to, to change it up. If you worked client side, you would be working on the same client every day. So that's the biggest difference. Okay, so in a way, Momentum works with different um, in-house agencies, right? Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it depends if they have an in-house agency. So um, sometimes they don't. We would just mar- work directly with their marketing team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes they do, which means if they have, for example, an in-house social media manager, we'd work with with that person, you know, to get stuff live, Um or sometimes we own the channels. So um, I used to work for quite a while on Audi and we would manage their channels. Um, so that was on us. We would just get it approved and then we would post it live. Um, so uh, it's up to how it works. Yeah, it depends on the client. Yeah, we were mentioning that you would sometimes switch to different clients, right? And so does this mean that let's say you switch from teleco to auto or to another industry? Do you have to do, in a way, a research on that industry to get a feel of who are the the target markets, who are the clients, and et cetera? Yeah, that's a great question. So definitely a huge part of strategy is to, when you're onboarded to a new client, is doing that research and due diligence around, you know, who are their audience, um, who are their competitors, who is their demographic, and maybe even like possible opportunities of people um, that they might not be talking to that might be valid for them. So we have a bunch of tools and resources that we work with. We even sometimes will do our own qualitative and quantitative research as well. If, it, if it's a big enough ask, we'll you know publish our own research and, and get our own answers with specific questions that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we also will use other resources such as like trends reports. We'll use, um, uh, there's so many online resources that you can use that are, or you can pay for subscriptions to use um, that we kind of leverage to make sure we have all that data. Um, and then also for strategists in general, I would say we just have to be on top of trends, you know, aware of what's popular in the industry, um, you know, get a download of what, of what's happening in that world. And, and that's a huge, um, kind of thing that we use to our advantage too. And we're talking to creative teams and briefing them, um, and even our clients as well. Yeah. Cause all, all this insights will let you draw the, the map for the action plan, right? Exactly. Like, you know, a, a small, um, statistic might become your insight. Or you see an opportunity in, in a statistic that could become your insight um, as well. So um, it's definitely on us to get the download of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's why they call them strategists, because you're supposed to be looking at the bigger picture and see where the direction is, right? Definitely. And also how they're all working together, I would say. You know, if you're, we have one client, it's super interesting, and their audience is a lot older than usual, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is that um, you've done a really good job of talking to this older audience, but you're not recruiting anyone new. So one of the things that we looked at this year was how do you talk to an older audience, but also draw in some new young people that might be using the product for the rest of their lives. Um, So things like that too, that we'd have to find you know, bridges in between that could talk to both people or a certain plan that could talk to just the younger audience, um, as well as keeping that older audience happy. So stuff like that, for sure. Okay. And obviously, it keeps changing, right? So you, you won't be doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's forever changing. That's for sure. It changes on every project. And okay. And so what would you say are the skills that are required to really succeed at your job? Um, I would say... Strategists in general attempt to be very understanding people because they're able to see things from, you know, several people's worlds. I think being able to insert ourselves and try to understand a consumer is a huge part of um, our job. So even like, why would I use this? You know, maybe it's not of interest to me as a person, but how can I put myself in their shoes? That's a huge kind of... I think asset to have as a strategist, but just in general as well, like um, asking questions, <laughs> getting curious about people and and people around you, um, observing behaviors, um, and you know feeling emotions and understanding emotions as well. Um, I think are all really great assets. And then having a creative mind and being able to translate that into words and talk about it is a is a really great asset to have as well. But just getting curious, being curious about people, having an open mind, I would say are the top kind of things you would need as a strategist. That's true. I mean, if you don't have this uh, empathy, you won't be able to, in a way, understand what they need. Definitely, yeah. And then taking that away and making mapping out a bigger picture, like you said, you know, of all the information you have. Interesting. And... Um... Okay. And uh, my final question to you is, what advice would you have to anyone who's interested in either getting in the field or 
um, or maybe setting foot, they just finished university and they would like to know more about any advices they could uh, take from here? Yeah, I think if you want to get into advertising specifically, there's some amazing postgraduate programs that I would start looking into. Um, I don't... I don't know many people that go right from university into advertising. Um, so I would recommend doing some kind of postgrad. And there's some awesome schools um, that are just related to, to advertising as well. Um, so yeah, I would start looking to programs. And then I would start talking to people. Like I said, just set up coffee dates. What are you interested in? Talk to people that are in-house, you know, client side, talk to people that are in agencies and and just also sit down and make a list of what you like to do do you like to write do you like to design do you like strategy and understanding you know demographics of people around you um do you like kind of managing clients and, and th- their expectations because you could work on the account team or we have a production team that you know actually makes commercials happen um so there's so many options too um, so yeah, talk to everyone and, and anytime you're interested and you want to learn more, you find yourself fascinated about something, dive deeper into, into those topics. Um, and eventually you'll kind of figure out what you like to do. And I think that if you, maybe you don't like your whole job, but you like one portion of it. And when, if you get really excited to always attend that one meeting, you know, take note of that and, and try to understand that and then see, okay, how can I get more into that one area? Cause there's probably some kind of expert um, that does it nowadays. That's true. And I actually, um, I took a part-time job and I would recommend this for a lot of people who, who are trying to get into social. Cause there's a lot of availability out there to do this kind of work, which is just, it was community management and that is the grunge work. And it's, you know, just replying to people, um, online, a lot of companies need people for 24 hours a day. So I started working with like a third party, um, agency. It was all done remote and I worked for them. I would work a day job and then at night I would work for them. And that experience of just having a very basic understanding of community management really helped me as well. When I started to apply for agencies, Mm -hmm. because we all know, and, and it's kind of like a, um, you know, unfortunately it could be very tough to get into agency world if you, if you don't have internships within that culture. So I think it was a great bridge that helped me get some relevant experience that allowed me to get some interviews in, in agencies. But, and, and obviously it helped you more connect more with a, with a customer, right. Or maybe get into their mindset and understand what they feel and develop, develop the, these um, emotions. Yeah, 100%. And I, I did community management probably for the first three, three to four years of my career. And it was a grind. It really is, especially in Canada, I think, because they don't want to pay more than one person to do it. So a lot of the time you're doing the community management, then you're also thinking about what you're posting and you're in charge of pretty much everything and running a social channel yourself. And it's very valuable. I think it helped me now I've become a strategist with, with a, a focus on social. And it really helped me, like you just said, understand essentially, you know, what a customer is looking for in a social interaction. So even though it was tough for several years and it was a lot of work, um, now it, it's really kind of 
help me map out my my career and, and my area of expertise. Yeah, it, it paid off. Exactly. Yeah, it paid off. <laughs> and I would say another thing too that I it's very important to take time to understand what you like. And I always tell people that are searching for jobs, like just go for some coffee chats or virtual chats nowadays, but um, ask people what they do. And that's why this podcast is so important because there's so many jobs out there that they don't teach you in school and you might not know about, um, Mm. but might be a really good fit. So it's worth it to kind of do, um, you know, do your due diligence and really ask around Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, Samantha, thank you so much for being here today. It was a pleasure having you. Awesome. Thanks so much. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's quite interesting to see how as a digital strategist, on one hand, you really need to understand your customers at a very deep level. Where are they? How can I reach them? What do they like? On the other hand, you need to be able to look at the bigger picture in order to draw a plan that helps the client reach its goals. It's a place where you're required to be constantly curious, but also be able to adapt quickly. Because in the end, you're the one leading the ship. And if you liked today's episode, feel free to share it with one of your friends. You never know, they might listen to this episode and find their dream job. Take care.